Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with Father Mike. How are you doing, Emma? I'm doing awesomely. Thank you very much. I think that's my favorite adjective these days. I think it is. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Awesome. It's rainy weather outside, but it's awesome rainy weather. Awesome. There's thunder. That's so great. It's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Well, today, I've got a kind of interesting topic for you. Okay. I have been thinking about how... At Mass, a lot of times, um, you know, there's three readings. You got the first reading from the Old Testament, the second reading um, from, like, the letters, and then the Gospel. And I think, for me, the the first reading is often my most disregarded, I'm embarrassed to say. Sure. Um, Maybe I just, I don't have enough context or whatever, but it's a lot of times these prophets who are talking about Jesus, um, you know, or... Life. Life, whatever. (laughs) Um, These, like, really wise guys. uh, Not in the ironic sense of wise guys. (laughs) And I just know so so little about them. And so I kind of wanted to talk about prophets. Sure. You know, interesting point, too, about the the readings at Mass. Um, I think uh, you're probably in a a pretty big pool with other people (laughs) who... And for some folks, they're just sitting down and getting comfortable and three quarters of the first reading is over, you know, or we won't even talk about the people that are just strolling in, you know, Mm -hmm. five minutes, 10 minutes late. Um, So it's sometimes hard to see the connection. But interestingly, from a preacher's perspective, it's the second reading that's oftentimes the hardest to integrate into the homily. Because the first reading and the gospel are usually most... Uh, are most connected. Uh, most the, directly linked. The, most directly linked. Thank you. And it's that second reading that oftentimes is a little bit out there, and it's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch to try and try and pull it in. So Paul was just so out there. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I think the um, the challenge that that you put before us to reflect a little bit upon the prophets is um, is a good one because they they speak to us uh, so powerfully Mm -hmm. today as they did in their own day. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, think about the role of, of being a prophet and what that meant. And yeah, a lot, a lot for us to explore today. Do you, do you have a favorite prophet? You know, I, 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 I I guess I have a a few on different levels. For example, certainly Isaiah is kind of the granddaddy of them all, you know, and Isaiah has this, um, this, great gift of helping us to prepare for the Mm. coming of Jesus. And so most of the, what people understand when they think of prophecy, and especially in the Hebrew scriptures, most Christians at least think of it in in terms of how it tells us about how Jesus was about to come, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I, you know, Isaiah does that so beautifully. And so there's so, such richness in, um, in, uncovering Jesus in Isaiah. And yeah. so as you, as you read Isaiah, you know, you have that, that sense. And so I appreciate Isaiah that way. Jeremiah, um, you know, the prophet of the young, you know, but Jeremiah argues that he's too young to, to be a prophet. Uh-huh. And, and so I, I always find that that's a sort of How young was he? You know, I'm not quite sure exactly, but he was young. He was, right? he was young for a prophet. Right. Exactly. Like, prophet of the young. I never yeah, knew that. Yeah, he, he, he kind of pushes back to say that, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm capable of being a prophet because, mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too young to speak. And, and, you know, in a time when elders were the ones who spoke, oh, yeah, you know, and, and so to, to say that young people have something 
to say, you mm-hmm. know, is, is something that Jeremiah, you know, offers us. I, you know, some particular uh, other prophets that I find Amos, Amos is a compelling prophet. Amos is sort of the, the prophet of, of justice. You know, Amos points out to the people the way in which they take advantage of the less fortunate. Mm. And just in such very uh, pointed and, and specific ways in which Amos lets, uh, lets the people know of their sin mm-hmm. um, and the, the subtle ways in which we take advantage when we can. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, one that I think is often not thought about, but Hosea. Hosea, <laughs> Hosea is this great prophet. Um, really, uh, it, it's this allegory. Hosea's life is an allegory of uh, of the life of God in, in love relationship with us. Mm. And Hosea, Hosea's wife, Gomer, mm-hmm. uh, is a prostitute. And oh. he keeps loving her even though she's not faithful to him. And mm. the, the imagery there of us in love yeah. with God and we aren't faithful and we sort of whore ourselves out to anything else other than God. And God still is faithful. God still faithfully loves. So... I mean, those are just some, you know, there are so many others and such rich stories. I know, now I want to go read. Go all read the prophets. <laughs> That's right. There's great stuff there. Wow. I, yeah, I certainly didn't know much about Jeremiah, Hosea, or Amos, of course, like you said, Isaiah, the great daddy of the prophets. Sure, I'm like, sure. oh yeah, I, I know that guy some. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what is the job of a prophet? Like, wh- how is a prophet... These prophets that you're talking about different than like say King David or something like that. What was the prophet's role? Well, it's interesting. Um, just this past Sunday, uh, we heard from the prophet Zechariah, and usually prophetic readings when they're proclaimed at at mass, um, or usually start with this phrase: "Thus says the Lord." Mm. You know, so their first um, sort of job, part of their job description, <laughs> is to relay. A message from God. So, mm. the the role of the prophet is to very clearly differentiate themselves from the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know that this isn't me speaking. Yeah. This is the Lord speaking, and so you can imagine the the challenges that that provides are mm-hmm. are probably uh, for any prophet are going to be are going to be tough. But the the job description certainly um, says, are you willing to speak the word of the Lord? And so now you have to backpedal mm. a little bit and say, what do you need to do prior to that in order to be able to speak the word of the Lord? Well, first of all, you need to be open to the word of the yeah. Lord. You need to be listening for the word of the Lord. You need to be humble before the word of the Lord. And you need then to accept the possibility of the consequences that will come with proclaiming the word of the Lord, which mm-hmm. um, for many of the prophets meant they le- they lived on the fringe. Fringes of you know that that who, who wants to hang out with the prophet? You know we <laughs> we have friends like this, right? Or friends that we're not so crazy about that they're always saying things that disturb us a little bit, that maybe keep us a little off our game, or that make us uncomfortable. And so we, we well, I'll call. I, I'm not sure I want to hang out with him or her. You know mm-hmm. so. Those are some of the prerequisites to being a prophet. But their key responsibility is to relay 
you know, thus says the Lord. This is what the Lord has revealed to me. And mm-hmm. so it's not, a, it's not about me, even though there are times when the life of the prophet becomes the actual prophetic message. And so yeah. are you willing to allow your life to be this, you know, this witness to what God wants his people to know? Hmm. So I originally thought of prophets as having very much a place as like pre-Jesus. That was what the prophets were for. But from what you're saying, it seems like we are meant to be prophets as well. <laughs> Certainly. We, we all believe that in, in baptism, we accept three roles, three roles oh. and responsibilities that we are called to be priests, prophets, and kings, mm-hmm. you know, that we're to offer sacrifice, that we're to, thus says the Lord, that we're to proclaim God's word. word. So, you know, we, we, we have that priest, we have that prophet and king, we're called to lead. Mm. We're called to be leaders, all of us in different ways, depending on our state in life. But that prophetic message, you know, do I, mm-hmm. do I bring God's word to the world? And, you know, and here's where we dance delicately. Do I point out where, you know, that's not right. And in our culture, you know, to say that, that that is wrong, to have some objective sort of claim mm-hmm. is anathema. You know, who are you to declare that that's right or wrong? You know, yeah. but it's yeah. not us. We're... Absolutely. All those prerequisites mm-hmm. to being a prophet have to be ours. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, you know, welcome to the, uh, the world of the prophet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty... Uh, sounds like a daunting task and and scary but it, i i like that it connects us to this this broader tradition um it's long history of salvation sure um and you know i think let me ask you if you th- when you think of prophet what do you generally like what's one characteristic of prophet that we haven't maybe talked about a whole lot but that you think of as primary I, well, I don't, I'm kind of embarrassed, but like what first comes to mind is like telling of the future. Right. No, I, and don't be embarrassed. I mean, I, I think that's what most people think of when they think of prophecy mm-hmm. is that someone who's going to tell us what the future's like. And, you know, certainly that is part of the dynamic of prophecy. As we talked about Isaiah, you mm-hmm. know, giving us hope about the savior that's to come and and certainly so many of the other prophets give hope mm-hmm. you know that but they also give a sense of foreboding that hey you keep going down the road you're going and here's what the future's going to look like and it's not pretty you know so <laughs> it's not necessarily about you know tell me you know when the world's going to end or you know that kind of future prophecy <laughs> prophecy but it does have that component mm-hmm. when you know do does our prophetic witness does it bring a sense of hope or does it call us out and call us up short to say, gosh, if we keep going down that way, you know, it's not going to be pretty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it does have that, that, that component to it. Do you think in the past uh, people or we have, have relied on prophecy to justify faith? Like looking at prophecy to, to prove their faith? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think um, in sometimes, you know, and it's never good. It's never good to use the scriptures as a proof text. You know, in other words, you know, here it, sh- it says it right here, you know, that. Uh, but certainly um, the words of the prophets ring true mm. and we see their truth come to life mm-hmm. in certainly in the life of Jesus, certainly in the life of the church and certainly in our own lives mm-hmm. that the words of any of the prophets 
we can see that when we follow what they say and what they teach, that thus says the Lord, that when we, when we listen to that, yeah, our lives do flow in a certain direction. And when we don't, yeah, our lives do flow in a certain <laughs> direction, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do think they, they tend to prove true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Well, I, I also want to dig into a little bit, uh, modern prophets or yeah. like, what are, what are prophets in our everyday life that we are listening to and, you know, really taking to heart that are not leading us in those directions that, you know, true prophets of, of God and of Jesus would. Sure. I mean, I, I certainly think we, we can say that there have been prophetic voices um, over the course of history mm-hmm. and certainly in our own time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a, a Martin Luther King Jr. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a prophetic voice. Yeah. You get a Dorothy Day. You get a John Paul II. I mean, these are prophetic voices that their voice carries weight and they they call us to something greater. Mm-hmm. And so we should be on, our ears should be tuned in to what are those voices. But more to your point, which I think is a great one, asking ourselves, to whom do I listen? Yeah. To whom mm-hmm. do I listen? What, you know, if the prophet's first message is, thus says the Lord, am I listening for the Lord speaking through modern day prophets? Uh, am I, I, or am I filling my ears with other messages that don't prove as true, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, it's uncomfortable sometimes to constantly listen to the prophet, to the prophetic voice, even the current prophetic voice. But to the extent that we listen to those other voices is the extent to which we get um, led down another road that... Um, the prophets have told us about, you know, mm-hmm. that does not lead to life and is certainly not uh, the word of the Lord. Yeah, I, I think about um, you saying, are we filling our ears with these other voices? <laughs> um, I think about how I fill my eyes right. so often with, um, you know, I don't have many social media accounts, but Instagram is is one that I'm on. And boy, can I just fill my eyes with things that are not bad even, just not pointing me in the true direction. It's just like slightly off. But if I keep following that long enough, boy, I'm way off the mark. Sure. Yeah. It's a basic principle of geometry, you know, that (laughs) you're just one degree, you know, one degree off, but stick that one degree, you know, in an angle off over time. And, you know, before you know it, you're, you're way, 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 way out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I think the the challenge for us is to ask ourselves, um, what voices do we want mm-hmm. to hear? And you know, I'm not a culture basher. That's not my gig. But I, I do believe that lyrics um, in music mm-hmm. are prophetic voices. And mm-hmm. certainly, we've had you know prophetic lyricists in in pop culture, you know, over over time where. You know, I'm not saying that pop culture can't have good prophetic voices. It can. And and where it is, we should celebrate it. And and at the same time, you know, is that the majority of what's out there? I I wonder. You know, it's it's even true, you know, uh, even some Christian lyrics, you know, today that are, they're thin, you know. and (laughs) And believe me, I like a lot of contemporary Christian music. I love it. I really do. But, you know, some of it's just, it's it's thin, you know. Mm -hmm. And so are we... Are we really um, putting before us 
these powerful messages that transform. Yeah. That's the goal of the prophet is conversion of heart, is to get the people to say, wait a minute, maybe the way I'm living isn't the right path. Mm -hmm. And so too often, I think we listen to messages that confirm our current path mm -hmm. rather than challenge us to something different. Yeah. So I, I feel like as we're talking about this, that, you know, that's certainly, that'd be a really hard step for someone to take to cut out all these maybe not so great prophetic voices. No one's going to stop all social media. No one's going to stop listening to secular music, whatever. But maybe what are some, maybe some positive ways that you could add in some more of that actual voice of, of the Lord? Right. I, I would say start with, and this is going to seem counterintuitive, but start with silence. Gosh, right. Yes. You know, it's just, that's, the only way we fine tune mm -hmm. our and the prophets teach us this as well, you know, that to listen yeah. to the voice of the Lord and sometimes the Lord speaks in silence. And so one of the um, prophetic messages we need to hear today is to turn it all off mm -hmm. and just be silent. Yeah. And I, I would say that's a great place mm -hmm. to start. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong in the silence. Yeah, you really can't. And I would also just say, as someone who's trying to cultivate that more, do not beat yourself up when your brain starts to distract itself sure. and, like, go in these other places. Oh, do not, like, think that you can't do it or beat yourself up. Just, like, slowly, gently correct yourself and just go back into it once more. It is hard. It is. Hard. It is. Absolutely. But then that, uh, I think, adapts our mind to listen to sounds that are different than the ones that we're normally yeah. used to hearing. And that's what the prophet um, requires. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Silence. I yeah. like it. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. Yeah, I learned so much about so many prophets. Me too. I feel Me like too. it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, though. it certainly is. <laughs> Wonderful. We hope you guys enjoyed this uh, latest episode of Friarside Chats. We would love to hear your thoughts, any questions you might have, or your suggestions for future episodes. You can email any of those to me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.